0: A Dad's Net original podcast.
1: Welcome, gentlemen,
2: to the Loose Dads podcast.
1: This is Loose Dads. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am Jim. This is Four Dads chatting about dad stuff, everyone with varying experiences, and we're just talking about those. Varying, weird, different experiences On the show today You've got the chance to find out Who's winning or losing Parenting this week in Loose Trumps We're going to be talking about the big news stories Of the week, also Uh, Going into a chat about being emotionally available for your kids. I feel like Oprah or something talking about that. And of course, the big dad joke off before the end of the podcast, where we find out who has got the best dad joke this week. That is what Loose Dads looks like today. Right, lads, before we kick
3: off today, um, I've been doing some research, right? And I know Little Man is too young for cartoons right now, but... um, In the name of wanting to be the best dad I can, of course, that's me. Uh, I think it's my duty to watch as many cartoons as possible
1: just to find out which ones are best for when he's ready. I mean, very diligent of you, Sparky. Yeah, it's good to know that. Um, What has your research shown up? Well, right
3: up there at the moment, I would definitely say Ricky Zoom showing on Milkshake is right up there. Uh, And it's worth taking a moment as well to thank the guys at Ricky Zoom for supporting this episode
2: and bringing him to my attention. Well, if you're like Sparky and you feel the need to do your market research as to which are the best cartoons out there, you can watch Ricky Zoom if you're stateside on Nickelodeon or if you're in the UK, it's on Milkshake.
1: Uh, This is the point of the show where we start off every week finding out who's won or lost parenting with loose trumps. It's like the game of top trumps. There is a question and the person who has the highest number wins. Essentially, that's what we're doing. Starting off today, how many incomplete pairs of socks do you have? Let's go to Brad first of all. How many incomplete pairs of socks are there in your house?
2: I have zero. If I can't find the other pair after two washes, I bin it. You're brutal. Yeah, man. You're an animal. Yeah, got no time for that.
3: <laughs> man, that's a high sock turnover in your house,
2: bro. It really is, dude. <laughs> Cuz uh, you know, as I've said before, once uh, those socks go into the machine, the other one will always just disappear somewhere. I think there's uh, there's a monster in the machine that just plays games. It likes to just they torture us.
1: Sort of like a cliche, isn't it? But it's a cliche because it's really, really true. Yeah. They just, the other ones disappear and no yeah. one knows where they go and you never find them. No. And so, in many ways, I guess you're right to do that because I've had some pairs that haven't been pairs for years. <laughs> I've got 27 incomplete what? pairs of socks.
0: Wow. I think.
1: But that I'm... is because we never, ever, well, I never, ever get rid of them. Yeah, because so Northerners these-
3: don't throw stuff
1: out, do they, Jim? So, like, exactly, you never know <laughs> when it's going to come in handy when you're making sock puppets. In fact, genuinely, we have done that occasionally with some uh, some of some of those socks. So, Sparky, <laughs> what is it for you? It's um well,
3: I I counted six, but that's ones that are hovering down by the washing machine, you know, like you know when they're just bung to the side. But I I, I asked the missus and she said that she's got a box in. Jackson's room, which she just puts all the spare socks in, so I've got to put them in there. And apparently, eventually, they do find their partner again <laughs> if you just go with that routine. So it's like it's like a
2: beautiful love story.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if the washing machine bombs them up at some point in another load or something, you know, like, it's going to end up eventually in that box in his room. So she's I'm, got a plan.
2: I feel terrible for binning my socks so easily now, dude, because, like, like, I I'm, could be putting it into dust and it's like, not me, no, not now. <laughs> you know? The next big Pixar movie could be, it could be socks
1: yeah. and it could be about that. <laughs> no, but yes. it would take all of our varying experiences. So, I mean, Brad's <laughs> socks would have to work their way back from the yeah. Film.
2: oh what oh, a, what oh, a yeah, story this, 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 stop like
3: talking it. now there's money here we're giving away money <laughs> like come on a Dad's Net
1: original movie like I see it <laughs> Tom Hanks is the voice of a lovely Pringle Knit <laughs> we can't afford him we can't afford him oh no okay well we'll work out the, we'll work out the casting later so Jack what's it for you how many have you got
0: see I thought 19 was high
1: but Jim you've taken it haven't you Man. amateur, amateur. <laughs> you're in the lower leagues 27 so the second question I win the first round a joke, yes, i'm so excited about <laughs> uh how many christmas presents have you already bought for your partner this is the question let's go to jack how many have you got for your partner
0: one but i didn't okay. have, but i didn't have to shop for it she wanted her eyebrows done she's been and had her eyebrows done and i paid for it one
1: that's not really is that a christmas present because it's happened already in I, november
0: I, and i know what you're thinking not a lot of effort on my part
3: mm, yeah maybe no, it's ticking off, mate. It's a desperate situation right now to be able to treat the missus. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give you props there, Jack. Fair play. But-
1: <laughs> Just on that point, Jack, I mean, I'm trying to picture the Christmas Day scene in your house when your missus wakes up and goes, I've not got anything to open. But two months
0: ago when I had my eyebrows done, it was brilliant. Burn! <laughs> no, I'm going to wrap her face. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Nothing
3: sinister about that at all. It was one more than me, mate. Anyway, Are you on zero? I'm on zero. Yeah, I've got bro- I've done it. Hey guys, let's just say I know what I want to get it. I just haven't ordered it until you know, and I'll I'll probably do that. You know, Sparky's waiting
0: for the January sales. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate.
2: We've had a baby
0: with skin. Come
2: on, uh, Brad.
0: How many of you got for your other half so
2: far? I'm rocking it the same as Sparky. Zero, absolutely zero. Unless you include buying each other paint, I think that's about as far as we're at the minute. <laughs> Are you having a um,
3: renovation? You should mention that. Bro. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, exactly. It's it's the big highlight of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we've been we've been together for was well, this will be 18 years now, and I honestly can't think of anything else that's new together that I haven't previously bought it.
3: I never thought about that. Like in the future, when you really like actually are running up by ideas. Yeah. A, of, well, a bleak look into to our,
0: our future, you right? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this happy-go-lucky fun podcast has just taken a very, very sour turn. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: Don't you but, work in marketing, Brad? You've not marketed <laughs> the future of life to me.
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe it's about managing expectations. Maybe you know your missus is going to be listening. I, th- I know, this is the marketing spiel. It's the uh, <laughs> If you manage the expectations low on Christmas Day when you pull out the expectations extravaganza Uh,
2: jim you 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 figured me out dude you can't be sharing these secrets on a bloody podcast can you (laughs) women are not meant to know the secrets jim i'm sorry
1: sometimes it's just too easy to blab it out i can't believe i've won again i've won again i've got two i've got two presents from the missus both presents that she's shown me on instagram and gone you get me that yeah yeah, and i've gone. yeah i'm all in for that as well that's that's a happy christmas for
3: everyone
0: yeah I, i get given a list yeah, it's and that's I think the way forward. And yeah, then you just go
3: like one surprise, which they don't expect. You can always win a point for that. You know that exactly. That's
1: the way. To all right, go. let's let's not go too far. <laughs> <start. laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the wife was. Uh, she went. All the presents were under the bed. Um, and she was she was going under there to sort of sort out what we've got for the kids and what we still need to get and stuff like that. And um, and I was like, oh, I hope you've not looked at the presents that I've got here um, But she obviously <laughs> has handled those presents and uh, <laughs> given them to me. I've just confirmed they're the right ones, Jim. So
3: you yes, don't exactly. you don't have
1: to send them back before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no surprises, no surprises. Uh, so I win again. This is a, an unassailable two-nil lead. But let's carry on so the losers can get a little consolation. Um, when did you last have a hair? Haircuts. Now, uh, highest wins on this again. I think. I think uh, this is a bit Martin. of an
2: insult, though. I mean, uh, poor Jack. What, what are we trying to say <laughs> here?
1: <laughs> I was wondering what Jack is actually going to say. <laughs> it's not because it means he can win, doesn't it? That's so what I'm hoping. Jack- that's what I'm hoping. This is charity. Oh. <laughs> uh, does
3: manscaping count? Because I mean, I've got to change my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's let's stay uh, above the <laughs> head, belt. Head, um, head hair. Head hair. Uh, head hair. Let's go for head hair. Yeah. Four, so, four well, weeks. Too.
3: Four weeks since I had my last hair. I literally, just before we went into the lockdown um, yeah I had my hair cut and I'd be going next week I'm the vain one
2: uh, <laughs> nice so Brad what is it for you uh, three weeks I cut my own hair <laughs> uh, really really because yeah. Yeah. it looks very smart well, for home cut hair well, thank you very much thank you I've uh, we haven't I've seen the back. Fo- I've followed a lot of YouTube tutorials and I've been through a lot of mishaps as well to, to get to the point where I'm comfortable with it.
3: <laughs> Man, that's a lot of effort to save, what, seven quid, is it? The the
2: oh, <laughs> no, dude, it's, it's 14 quid out my way. Come on oh man yeah you okay you've just shown your card so we know where you live can we just go back to um guys i'm having renovations <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why he cuts his own hair working on yeah. the east
1: wing uh, for me it's been it's been about two months and uh, desperate desperate for the hairdressers for the barbers to open again um so that I can make an appointment and get there the answer we all want to know is Jack yeah last time you had a haircut
0: last time I went to the barbers um... was about 2014 (laughs) (laughs) it was a sad day I remember it (laughs) (laughs) I've cut my hair cut my own hair ever since Unlike Brad, I didn't have to watch any tutorial videos. <laughs> you just snip the three or four hairs, you know, that grow on the top,
3: wispy. But Jack, so that's saying it's not ch- the children that have made
0: uh, y- you need to use the barbers less. How do I say this politely? Uh, no, it was my wife. <laughs> right. not, not not, in the way that you're thinking. She, We got home from a, a holiday holiday. Uh, where we'd been walking on the beach and my pathetic flap of hair at the front that I used to call a fringe was just flapping up, straight up in the the wind every day on holiday. So we got home and I said, right, I think I'm going to gradually, you know, cut this shorter and shorter so no one notices I'm going bald. She says, oh, let me do it for you. I said, you've got the guard on, right? No. <laughs> it's never, oh.
1: never grown back the same. Uh, so uh, a 2-1 victory for me. Normally I wouldn't recount the scores, but I won. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, impressive. Yes, yeah. uh, so don't go anywhere. This is Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. On the way, we're going to be discussing the big stories of the last few weeks. We've got the big dad joke-off as well. It's the joke-off. It's nothing else. It's the joke off it's a right, that's off. coming up in a little bit as well all on loose stats.
3: you know those moments when your partner's driving you crazy usually something to do with I don't know taking out the bins or leaving the Lucy seat up or I don't right, know you haven't stacked the dishwasher in the right way ugh well it's times like these you need a safe place to air your troubles somewhere filled with like minded people who will satisfy and vindicate your need to vent somewhere like DadsNet. Head over to Facebook and search for DadsNet. We'll see you
1: there. Uh, this is Loose Dads from the DadsNet. It's for dads with varying experiences talking about those varying experiences. Simple as that, really. Um, what I'd like to do is delve into some of the kind of big stories that have been over the last few weeks. And one of those is, uh, is a tragic story, really. the um, Meghan Markle has uh, been writing in the New York Times and revealed that she suffered a miscarriage in July. And part of this, I think, chimes with a lot of... Um, parents who've been through sort of tough times whatever that tough time is a lot of it is uh, her talking about how people don't like to talk about their problems and she was talking about how it's, it's a kind of a taboo for people to talk about it she'd found that um she was saying that when she'd been in a room of a uh, hundred women uh, 10 to 20 of them would have suffered from a miscarriage but people don't talk about it and I, I think you know that could be related to miscarriage or for a lot of things in terms of parenting. I'm not sure what what uh, you lot think about sort of her going public with this. What do you think?
0: Uh, I do like, I do think there is, there is this weird taboo about it, you know, like, like showing any sort, especially as a dad, showing any sort of uh, weakness around that is, is weak, you know? So we had our, our first pregnancy, we had a miscarriage and I, honestly didn't even know how common it was until I started telling people, you know, cause I had a couple of days off work or whatever it was. And I started telling people I worked with or friends or family. And honestly, so many people came back and went, ah, that shit. That happened to us too. And it was like, ah, oh, fuck, like you, you feel like you're on your own. Like this hasn't happened to anyone else, but actually when you start talking about it, it has happened to so many people.
3: I definitely think talking about things more in public is the, is the way of making things better for everybody. You know, like I think it's great that she's done it. I think Chrissy Teigen done it a few weeks before as well, John Legend's partner. And like, I think it's just important to just not make it taboo. Like don't mix up like, you know, Instagram is a tool and face and the internet is a tool to be able to get things out there to get more attention for them now some people do use it for the wrong attention but to bring something like you know miscarriage to the forefront to 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 be able to have people have to have conversations because exactly what what you said jack is uh, you don't realize how common it is no one talks about it until you sort of like either get pregnant or you get into that sort of like game where you're trying and you have to start having conversations but that's it's like underground conversation. So, yeah. so when these bit, like people like Meghan Markle who talk about it, it just it brings more attention. And then maybe it might start a conversation in a workplace that someone might not have had because they've seen the news. And it's that stuff that's that's really important, I think.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Sparky and Jack. Uh, you know, it's 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 not just um, you know, miscarriages, it's it's like that with a lot of things in life, is we all think that by talking about these things that have hurt us or have happened to us as a weakness. But um, when you start opening up and talking about them, you find out there's so many people around you that have experienced the same sort of thing. Um, and I think what she's done is admirable. I, I agree. It's, it's important for people in higher positions in the media to, to bring these topics to the forefront of people's discussions. For instance, for me, like I suffer from anxiety issues and I've been on, um, antidepressants for about four years now. When I just reached the end, like the peak of I couldn't take it anymore because um, I had therapy and it wasn't working and um, the CBT, uh, that wasn't working for me either. And then I went into the office and I was just talking to my colleagues and probably about 70% of them were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we suffer as well. Yeah, we're on meds. Yeah, we do that. And it's like the minute someone starts engaging in that conversation, people then go oh actually i can talk about it it doesn't it doesn't make me a failure it it just makes me human and i think that's important is people need to remember that whilst you got that pain there are there are going to be out there people who can sympathize but more importantly empathize there's
1: a a reason a lot of people don't come forward is because some of the reaction, though, to people like Chrissy Teigen and yeah. uh, and I imagine Meghan Markle. I've not even looked at the <clears throat> social media comments because I don't want to know. Yeah. Because uh, I saw the Chrissy Teigen ones and it really it's horrendous. It kind of threw me off. Yeah. Uh, It's the way that people instantly go, well, you shouldn't show this. Like telling people how to grieve. Yeah. And that's just ridiculous. That's the other side of the coin, isn't it? I think if if there was more of a conversation about it, if people felt more comfortable talking about it, hopefully those sort of attitudes would... Sort of die off because I mean you know these these people are really brave to come out and talk about that, and for for people to, you know for trolls to just be coming in and having yeah, a go making fun of them,
2: on, on, yeah. On those honestly, people
1: though, Jim, I think those people are they're they're the,
3: they're the dickheads. Like I mean you know in this very serious <laughs> conversation, but they are like they are afraid of the reality that is life. So it's like, if you put that picture out there, oh
0: no, I can't see that because they don't want to believe that things like that happen but they do. They get scared of like they get scared of the weakness in case it means they have to show their own weakness. Exactly. They're
2: scared of showing their vulnerability.
0: And it's such bullshit. I feel like if you're that sort of person who puts those comments out, you're just like red flagging, I can't deal with my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it says though. I
3: I think about it all the time. But yeah. yeah, and 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 also, those people shouldn't be put off. Like, and pe- that's why, like, Meghan Markle or Chrissy Teigen, like, no, she doesn't fuck with anybody. Like, if you see her how she runs her Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's amazing. So she's not going to be put off by comments like that. So yeah. that's where the trolls lose because you can't beat people like her. And Meghan Markle, you know, you can't touch her.
0: I, I think one thing that would be good is if, like, all these high-profile ones are coming from from women and from the mums. And you know, I get it rightly so because they're the ones carrying the babies, but. As dads, there's a you know there's the other side to it, and and dads, you've got this toxic masculinity where you mustn't talk yeah, about your weaknesses. Yeah. Know, but it'd be it'd be really nice to actually see the blokes more, in more of that. It's like, it's like blokes.
2: A couple of years ago, I did a, an interview piece with the BBC where they interviewed myself and some other dads about depression within dads, because it's not just moms that get postnatal depression. Dads also mm. suffer. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like we put this piece out where I spoke about my experiences, about when my eldest was born, I never felt that rush of love that everyone says, you know, you're supposed to feel. Or it, I, I honestly, the, the first thoughts that came across my mind when he was born was, can we give him up for adoption? Um, is it too late? Because, you know, I just, I didn't know how to address my emotions. And so we did this piece about, the you know, dad's talking and there are some, dads that have had some really bad cases, some really, really bad, you know, to the point of suicide um, where they've suffered from postnatal depression so badly. And the trolls on the video basically telling us that we're not men. We need to shut the fuck up and not talk about our feelings. It's like, no. You know that's what's wrong with society. Bullshit, when, when uh, no,
3: I'm, I'm here to change that. Like that's my, that's my vow as a new dad. And you know, I'm like, no, yeah, 100%. Or, you know, we're going to talk about it being uh, emotionally available for your kid later. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of that to learn. But from day dot, I'm like, no, I want you to be in touch with your emotions. Like, Fuck that's the most important thing.
2: There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with wanting your child or someone within your life to be more human, to be more compassionate, to be more empathetic. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And it brings us all closer together. And that's why exactly.
3: Meghan Markle doing this is, is a big yeah. step and it's, it's a big positive. And yeah. Fuck the trolls.
1: I think it's yeah, just as plain and simply it's it's that. Uh, so moving on from that story, have we got any other stories brought to the table? Sparky, what have you got?
3: Oh, let me spin it around, boys. On um, Talking about masculinity, actually, this is probably the most masculine, macho thing I have ever seen in my life. It's a big news story this week, but um, it's a viral video of a guy, right? I just, I'll just describe it to you, yeah? So it's a bloke. He's out walking his dog uh, like near a golf course, I think. He's got a tiny little King Charles Spaniel puppy. And they're walking along by the lake and a crocodile jumps out, snaps his dog in his jaws, drags it into the water. This guy who's smoking a cigar at the time, can I say, (laughs) right? Bites the cigar in his mouth, jumps in the water, grabs the alligator by the jaws, (laughs) pulls it out of the water, opens his jaws. The dog walks out of the alligator's mouth and then he walks out the water, didn't even get his cigar the slightest bit wet.
2: That's (laughs) amazing. I've got to bring this to the table, honestly, guys. Well, guys, I scrap everything we've just said. Now that's a man. Now that's a man.
1: (laughs) And I'm so glad someone was filming me at the time. But seriously,
0: it's an incredible video. And this guy is the dude. Amazing. Uh, Jack, what have you got? Uh, So Amazon have apologised to loads of customers who pre-ordered the PlayStation 5 because instead they received deliveries of cat food, a foot massager, (laughs) a grill, packing tape, all sorts of stuff, but not the PS5.
2: What was the justification? What, so is it those
1: things like they were, oh, this is close enough. We'll send yeah, yeah.
2: Them
1: <laughs> I'd like to think that if I was in the uh, Amazon warehouse and I didn't have a PS5 to put in the package, I'd get a PS2 and a PS3 and put them in. <laughs> <laughs> That's PS4. how the replacements
3: work at uh, Tesco's. If you ordered one of Tesco's online, I think, you know when they put <laughs> the different stuff alternatives in. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. guys have, have, do any of you guys, or have any of you guys ever played Cards Against Humanity? Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So I think this is I think this is true because I read it up online, uh, Wikipedia. That's quite a reliable source. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, what they did is they created something called the Bullshit Pack, and people went crazy. They ordered it and ordered it. And what they did is they literally sent packs, little boxes of manure to the people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's genius. That's that's absolutely genius.
1: Brad, what's your story this
2: week? Uh, mine is not really newsworthy, but I just thought it was funny in case no one out there knew about it. But did you know that a wombat poops a cube? <laughs> what? <laughs> when it poops, it poops the shape of a cube, not just a normal kind of deuce. It, it's in a cube. It's in a cube Can shape. <laughs>
3: Can we change wow. these to Brad's little nature bit? Like just at the end <laughs> yeah. of the knees and it's like we, and finally Brad's little nature bit. I, I Brad's I little gotta, nugget. I, I, I gotta work on <laughs> my, my <laughs> tubi, little tubi nugget. nugget. <laughs> nice.
2: Nice. Yeah, I think um I think if if we could add some sort of like uh, David Attenborough music and back and um, some sound effects there, guys, and I can work yeah. on my David Attenborough impression, we can make this happen.
0: Hold on, hold on. We can put that in right now. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough <laughs> impression, go.
2: <laughs> the wombat is an amazing marsupial who poops cubes.
1: Perfect. Yeah, thank
2: you. <laughs> it's like he was in
1: the room. he really was.
3: My mind went to an automatic dad joke and it's not even the big dad jerk off yet.
1: It's the j- joke off spot Sorry, joke <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, you always <laughs> hear something <laughs> else,
3: mate. Uh, but no, if, if it's shitting into cubes, like then you could make an igloo out of it, which would be an igle poo. Hey, oh, nice. I'm a dad. Nice. I'm a dad, guys. Gu- guys.
2: <laughs> I think that Imagine does being deserve able it. to
1: poo your own version of Jenga.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've lost a piece. One second. <laughs> what I can't get over is thinking about the mechanics of how a wombat sphincter works. Oh, now, now you think it's a wombat's arsehole. Does it have like a little mm. guillotine in it that, that chops it into the cubes <laughs> as it comes out? Oh. Must Yes, I'm saying yes, yes. <laughs> Don't Jim Google that spoken.
1: Jack, yeah. don't
3: Google that man You'll get all sorts of weird advertising after
1: that A wombat's intestinal guillotine I mean, I think we've covered most bases in that uh, sort of review of the news haven't we? <laughs> that was the news No stone left unturned
2: <laughs> This episode of Loose Dads is in association with the high-powered, stunt-filled show Ricky Zoom. If you're listening to Loose Dads from the USA, then tune in to Nickelodeon. Or if you're in the UK, it's on Milkshake. Honestly, you and your kids will love watching Ricky Zoom.
0: Zoom!
1: <laughs> uh, so still to come, we've got the Big Dad Joke-Off. Don't listen to what Sparky said, it's the Big Dad Joke-Off. Uh, where we find out the best dad jokes of the week. Uh, But first of all, it's um, a debate that I'm really interested in finding your opinions on, actually. It's uh, about how important it is to be emotionally available to your kids and how easy or difficult it might be. Now, um, Jack, me and Brad, we've obviously got older kids. Sparky, you've got this to come. But you were talking about some ways you're sort of thinking about what it might be like. So I'd be interested to know what you think being emotionally available for your little lad will be like?
3: Well, I suppose I've got a lot to learn, but like for me, it's, I just, it, in terms of showing emotion, showing affection, like I want him to see that I love his mum and I want him to see that it's fine for me to to cuddle his mum. Like, I mean, I know that's, I used to hate it when my mum and dad cuddled, but like he's he's tiny now. So like, I just want him to know that there's, Emotion and love in the house, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, um, we're going to get
1: trolled for that. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> but, That bloke who got in him. contact with me, Facebook, is right on it. <laughs> That's Sparky, it. Like, I'm, fuck I'm,
3: him. I'm a very, like, my hands-on guy, like, in terms of, like, I I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kissing. I'm, I want him to get as much affection and emotion off me. And, and I don't want him to think that that just comes from mums and nans, like, that it's normal for blokes to be like that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but, you know, at 10 months, he might be taking it in. He might not. I mean, he's more interested in the Amazon Fire Stick remote light like, at the moment. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, th- that's what I'm probably doing it as an early age.
0: Like, but what, what sort of advice could you guys give? So as the, as the sort of next rung up on the parenting ladder age wise, like I'm, I'm constantly telling my kids I love them and they probably get sick of hearing it. You know, that's how much I'm telling them, but. I want them to know that I I want that never to be a question. Um we're at the stage with Jake he's coming up to 3 and he's learning about emotions and what the appropriate you know responses are to all these things. Um so like anger is a big one at the moment. You're trying to teach him it's okay to feel angry. Don't hit your brother. That is not the way to get <laughs> your anger out. Don't hit me. Yeah. Um don't throw but it's okay to feel angry and then you have to start thinking what is the appropriate you know what can you do for anger so i'm going you can pull this face no that's not it um (laughs) uh, so it's it's interesting because this sort of stage really makes you think about what the appropriate ways to deal with it are you know i think i got i got pissed off with the kids toys all over the floor the other day and i i just threw one across the room absent mindedly and Jake went to me, daddy, we do not throw. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got me there. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. But on, but you know, on, on the whole spectrum of emotions, I'm, I want to be, I, I want when my kids are teenagers, them to be able to come to me and chat to me about anything, not, not feel afraid that there's going to be judgment or anything like that. So, so yeah. whatever emotion it is, I want them to have seen that I also have that so that they don't feel uh, that any of these emotions are taboo, you know? Yeah, that's heartbreaking
1: when you hear that, isn't it? When you hear that someone say, I could never talk to yeah. my parents because I just, yeah, I couldn't do that.
2: Uh, Brad, how about you? Yeah, I was, I was just about to comment on what Jack was saying there. I think it's it's really important to always keep that line of communication open with your child and to reassure them that you're always there, you know, you're part of their team, you're always there to protect them, but you can only ever protect them if you know Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's going on in their life and they should never be scared to come to you because you would not think of them differently. You would just sit down with them and try and work it out and figure out how they can address whatever the issue is or, you know, um, work on something or whatever's kind of bugging them. But in terms of what you were saying, Jack, it it, it is, there's a, a child psychologist who said that the reason why kids physically lash out like that is because, emotions like for you and i it's easy to understand anger it's easy to understand happiness and sadness and but for these little kids where they they don't understand they and and they only kind of get an understanding of it because we say oh you must be feeling angry or oh look you're happy or um but for them to interpret it is uh is just a whole other level for them and you're right in the approach of saying it's okay to get angry. It is, it's okay to get sad. It's okay to be happy. Yeah. It's okay to, 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 to do that. But you got to think about how you respond when you're feeling that way and how your actions have been now is not the appropriate way. So yeah, Jack, I agree with, with your approach on that hundred percent. I think that's the perfect way to do it. But in terms of affection, with my kids, I probably spend my day throughout the entire day just loving the shit out of them <laughs> yeah. um you know I, t- I tell them all the time i've got no qualms in it, and i think it's it's a generational thing as, as well yeah. as I'm, I'm starting to notice more and more dads are being involved in you know school pickups and drop-offs and taking the kids out shopping and stuff like that and it's a beautiful thing to see how through the generations us dads are, are breaking the the stereotypes of past generations of oh you know a dad goes to work and he earns um the money and he comes home and he'll say three words to his kids and then he'll eat his dinner and then he'll go sit in his armchair and smoke a pipe and drink some whiskey i mean it sounds really good the more i I speak about (laughs) it but um it's 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 honestly such a beautiful thing to see so many dads being more involved and i think that's important for for children not only to understand that you know, if, affection doesn't just come from your mom, but it comes from your dad. Yeah, And um, I'm glad to hear everyone's displaying it. And Sparky, you're doing the right thing. Just yes, love mate. the shit, love the shit out of him. Hey, just bro, tell him all I the time.
3: Do. Boys, just quickly before we get the full advice off Jim, <laughs> how does your, how is your dad reacting to seeing that? Like my dad, right, when he sees me with Jackson, he's, he's a bit like almost apologetic almost, like almost justifying that, he, oh, I, I wasn't like that with you because it kind of wasn't like that when... When I was younger, like, I've definitely seen a bit of that from my dad. It might just be me imagining it, but he's like, like you're a bit, you're hands on. Like, I mean, he has got strong African traditions to be fair as well, mate. And he's Ghanaian, you know, so like, yeah, there's, there's it's very different. You know, the whole family raises the baby and the the blokes go to work where where my dad's from. But like, yeah, he he has, he's felt the need to sort of explain to me that, oh yeah, I I wasn't as hands on with you, but we still had a relationship, son. I still loved you the same, but you know, I'm not, I wasn't changing nappies like you are
2: it 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 almost feels like your dad kind of regrets not being in a position where he could have displayed his feelings like that, yeah, but ba- think- but based on traditions, he felt he couldn't, but it feels like inside he he wanted to, but he couldn't or he felt like he couldn't,
0: yeah, I think what what a wicked time to be a dad, you know where yeah, where yeah you, right now. You, you don't have to hide behind anything anymore, yeah. You know, saying that we have a note from Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I I met my
1: child a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) No, it is. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's just completely showing that outpouring of love. It's, I found it um, interesting since my daughter started school a couple of years ago, because there's, there's more emotions going on there because there are all these sort of dynamics happening at school and she's having to process everything, you know? So, the friendships and the falling outs, and the leaving someone out and involving someone new. And, and she's really, uh, fingers crossed will continue to be really good at that. And it was really nice just heard from a teacher the other day, how she was helping out some, uh, one of her friends whose pet had died and she was just trying to cheer her up and stuff like that. And I just think that's, you know, I'm really proud of that. And I hear a lot Mm. of stuff about how in parents' evenings, they always say how sort of caring she is and how thoughtful and to to me that's sort of more important I think than academic attainment which is obviously important but I'm so happy that she's emotionally she's very kind of mature and um and, and and I'd like to think that was you know part of what we've been doing we've been trying to show her uh, how much we love her and the emotions and and I think that's you know I'm sure it's going to pay off and it would be interesting because you're right it is a generational thing I mean you know my dad was uh, was loving but I know a lot of kind of people yeah. of his generation not that they weren't loving but maybe they weren't quite so hands on um, and it may well be that they wanted to be but they couldn't for logistical reasons or they couldn't be for societal reasons and I, I'd be intrigued to see What difference it makes to our society now that there is a generation where I think on the whole, we are a lot more sort of emotionally available to our kids.
2: Do we think there's going to be a difference anytime soon? Absolutely, I, I reckon we're already starting to see it. I this think. is the
3: change, yeah. This is it. Yeah, like, and yeah, it's I mean not that's fact, my that, intention going the into fact, fatherhood. The fact,
2: you know, the fact that there's four of us, awesome, amazing, cool uh, dads <laughs> uh, sitting around talking about parenting, uh, you know, that's 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 a clear sign of of the change. Um,
0: I think. And- I think you look at the generational side of it. There's you. look So, my dad was, you know, he went to work and he he came home and he was there for. a... A little bit in the evening you know he's a lot more of that dad you were describing jim but you look at his parents and it was so so much more of that mm. like like there was there was so much less involvement from the dad. so you look at how the role of being a dad has changed emotionally through those generations and you can see how it's changing and how drastically it's changed for our generation imagine what it's going to be like for our kids <laughs> The Great Dad Joke Off. Um, On to the
1: Big Dad Joke Off, where we each bring a joke, a dad joke, because that is what dads do best, apart from talking about their emotions and being emotionally available like it's. An episode of some American chat show. Um so let's see who's gonna win. I don't know if we can judge who wins. I think the real winner is comedy
2: here. Whatever happens. Definitely Jack first? to be fair though, dude, with dad jokes, I think comedy's the loser. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the real loser.
1: The real winner is everyone who makes it through to the end of this feature so they don't have to hear it <laughs> <anywhere>. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jack, your joke, please. Okay. So there's an old man lying on his deathbed, and his wife grabs his hand, and she can see the life leaving his eyes, and she says, "Have you got any last requests?" And he said, "Yes, I want you to marry George." And she says, "I thought you hated George." And he says, "I do." <laughs>
1: Very good. Okay. Brad, <laughs> can I can. Brad, maybe
0: That's a creeper. <laughs> yeah, that's a sly
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> because no, I was honestly sitting here on tender hooks thinking you were going to go on more about how, how I want him to have a miserable life like you gave me so I thought there was more to the joke I'm sitting there like it's just it's just implied it's just implied right? yeah I know I know it was subtle sorry guys
3: he said in the story the oxygen was low the, 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 the life was coming out of him he didn't have any words
2: okay um, all on, right Brad. okay all right, okay, all right. Uh, so, what do you call a herd of cows masturbating?
1: I don't know. What do you call a herd of cows masturbating? <laughs>
2: Beef stroken off.
1: Oh, <laughs> incredible! Do you want to go? Oh, I'll go now if you want. Yeah. Seems you're on a winning week already. <laughs> uh, not anymore after this. <laughs> what kind of coat does Dracula wear in the rain? The wet one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I've Jim. got a real soft spot for Jim's jokes I have oh, to say <laughs> oh.
3: It's all about delivery Jim You smash it every time um, I uh, boys- it's worth that tenner
1: each Aren't it to say that
3: <laughs> Lads and I tell you I ordered 20 bees last week But they sent me 21 by accident So I called the supplier I said you have me one bee too many He said No, sir, that's a freebie. Oh, Oh, Oh,
1: Sparky Beehive. Oh, Beehive. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? You've only got a week left until the next opportunity to hear the (laughs) Big Dad joke off. (laughs) Big Dad joke off. Um, And I think people. People will be putting that in their diaries right now. Yeah,
3: don't base your review on this podcast on that feature.
0: (laughs) I feel like this is like the added extras on the DVD. Like, you have to be committed to this podcast to get to the dad jokes. (laughs) We should start giving a discount code
1: or something after the dad jokes, so people have to listen through it. Uh, Jack, thank you very much for joining us this week. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Brad, thank you.
2: Uh, Thank you very much, you legends.
1: And Sparky, thank you very much. Cheers, you spineless bunch of gentlemen. (laughs) This has been Loose Dads. And if you want more information on parenting or you've got something to share, you can go to dadsnet.com. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Subscribe so you always get a new episode dropped into your inbox and leave us a review wherever you usually listen as well. We'll be back very soon. Thank you very much. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.